proposal that was put forward by Hamas was quickly rejected by the Israelis, who called the plan, quote, delusional. Amid renewed rocket fire just last hour from the Gaza Strip and Israeli airstrikes still taking place along the enclave. Well, that's Fox's Trey Yingst in Tel Aviv. Today, the Supreme Court takes up a big Trump case. Colorado is trying to remove the former president from the 2024 primary ballot, claiming that he violated an insurrection provision of the Constitution by leading and inciting the Capitol riot. Now, Trump lawyers say he is the leading Republican presidential candidate, and the court should not decide who should be on the 2024 ballot. Now, the former president is poised to win the Nevada Republican caucuses today. Nikki Haley is not taking part, calling it rigged. She chose to be in Tuesday's primary that didn't count, and she lost to a none-of-the-above option. Our focus is on South Carolina, going into Michigan, going into Super Tuesday. Those are the places that we're worried about. Now, Marianne Williamson has dropped out of the Democratic race after President Biden's big wins in South Carolina and Nevada. Six people are unaccounted for in East Lansdowne, Pennsylvania, outside Philadelphia, in a house gutted by a fire, believed to be set after a shootout with police that injured two officers. It's feared the bodies could be inside that house. America's listening to Fox News. Life insurance. Why are you putting it off? Can't afford it? Too much hassle? Think you don't need it? There's lots of excuses for putting off life insurance. But if you weren't there, who would pay the mortgage and other bills? With Ethos, you could be covered in 10 minutes and boom, family protected. Ethos, fast and easy online term life insurance. Up to $2 million in coverage with no medical exam. Some policies as low as a dollar a day. Answer a few health questions and get your free quote at getethos.com. That's getethos.com. Why choose a Sleep Number smart bed? Because no two people sleep the same. Only the Sleep Number smart bed lets you each choose your individual firmness and comfort your Sleep Number setting. The Climate 360 smart bed is so smart, it actively cools or warms up to 13 degrees on either side for your ideal sleep temperature. And now, during our President's Day sale, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed, plus free home delivery when you add an adjustable base. Ends Monday. To find a store near you, visit sleepnumber.com. The Senate is moving on, planning a vote today on a bill to provide billions of dollars in military aid to Israel and to Ukraine. Nearly two years after Russian leader Vladimir Putin invaded, Democratic Senator Michael Bennett tells Fox. If we fail to support them, Putin's just going to continue this war. He's going to impose his will on the Ukrainian people. And Xi Jinping is going to be next. Referencing China's leader, the bill also provides military aid to Taiwan. This after a bigger bill with border security provisions to deal with record illegal immigration failed. A large block of Republicans and a several Democrats, they blocked consideration of that controversial border deal. It needed 60 days. It died 49 to 50. James Langford voted yes on it, as did Romney, Murkowski, Collins, and GOP leader Mitch McConnell, if you can believe this, was the nail in the coffin with the 41st vote essentially killing that border deal. Fox's Aisha Hosni at the Capitol on Wall Street. Stock futures are down a bit the day after the Dow and the Nasdaq rose and the S&P 500 hit a record high. It's moving day in the NBA for some players who might get traded to new teams. While some NBA NBA diehard fans may be flooding sports talk radio, creating mock trades or scenarios where their favorite teams acquire a superstar player that changes the course of the season. Today's NBA trade deadline at 3 p.m. Eastern time is not expected to lure any significant deals. 
There's been a flurry of trades lately. The Miami Heat got Terry Rozier from the Charlotte Hornets. Victor Oladipo went from the Houston Rockets to the Memphis Grizzlies. Pascal Siakam from the Toronto Raptors to the Indiana Pacers for Bruce Brown. As most teams have just over 30 games to play in the regular seasons, it's expected today's NBA trade deadline will be for teams to try to make trades to either improve their chances to make the playoffs or to help separate themselves from title contenders. Jared Max, Fox News. Uh, last night, one of the contenders, Cleveland, won a seventh straight game. The Cavaliers beat the Washington Wizards 114-106. I'm Dave Anthony. This is Fox News. Good morning. It's 608, 46 degrees right now and partly cloudy. I'm Steve Taylor for News Radio Pensacola. Let's check in with Jake for traffic on the fives. Well, not seeing anything major out there on the roadways this morning. If you're headed eastbound on 98 into Winhaven Beach, right after you pass the new Publix on your left, you're going to see some very slow traffic uh, heading into uh, Mary Esther there from a construction zone. It's got, it's got everything backed up from uh, right around the Animal Hospital after the Publix there all the way up past uh, Florosa Elementary School. So uh, that's really the only spot I'm seeing on the maps this morning. If you see anything else out there slowing us down, let me know. 437-1620. I'm Jake Walker with Traffic on the Fives. Thanks, Jake. Right now, it looks like a Scabia Sheriff Chip Simmons says, contrary to what many criminals may think, his deputies are allowed to bump them during high-speed pursuits, and now he's giving his deputies even more leeway in making those decisions. We call push bumpers on our on the front of our cars to, to keep our cars from getting too damaged. Mm-hmm. Um, and it also allows us to, and, and this is an art to this. We train this. This is not something we just, hey, just bump them. Um, there are rules associated with it, and typically it's done at, a, at a, a, obviously a slower speed. Simmons says in the last week there have been two chases involving stolen cars stopped by, by some pit maneuvers. In one of the cases, stolen guns were recovered as well. Homelessness is under the microscope at the state capitol this week. House Bill 1365, filed yesterday by State Representative Sam Garrison, would restrict sleeping on public property. We're just saying as a state in Florida, we're not going to go down that road. We're just not going to do it. We're going to try to do it in a way that requires that this in alignment with the requirements of our of our constitution opponents say this puts impossible mandates on local governments and punishes people who have no alternatives because of the housing crisis the bill was filed after governor ron DeSantis held a news conference on monday saying he will not allow florida to become the next san francisco a woman will spend the rest of her life in prison for trying to kill another woman in escambia county betty mcfadden was sentenced to life yesterday after she pleaded no contest three months ago to attempting uh, to, for attempted first-degree murder, the 32-year-old set a Circle K clerk on fire two years ago after the clerk told her to stop panhandling outside that store. Another employee was burned while trying to help her co-worker. The panhandle could grow its reputation as a diving destination in the next few years. Local officials gathered yesterday on Okaloosa Island to discuss artificial reefs. Over 400 artificial reefs have been created in the area in the last five years and more are planned in the coming years. Walton County Environmental Manager Melinda Gates says they'll be adding more sculptures this summer to the Underwater Museum of Art. She says this will mean more opportunities for divers and fishermen. Let's check that forecast from Channel 3. This is meteorologist Brooke Richardson with your first morning weather update. We will have partly cloudy skies today with a high near 65 degrees. Overnight tonight, temperatures dropping near 56. For Friday, small chance of rain, mostly cloudy skies, high 
high near 68. Friday night, temperatures dropping near 60 degrees. We'll have a small chance of rain on Saturday, 30% chance of a stray shower, high near 70 degrees, and Saturday night, temperatures dropping near 60. Stay connected to Channel 3 News First Warning Weather Team. Download the WEAR-TV weather app. This is Brooke Richardson from the First Warning Weather Center. Right now, 47 in Pensacola, 48 in Gulf Breeze, and 42 degrees in Milton at 608. Next news at 630, breaking news anytime. I'm Steve Taylor for News Radio Pensacola. Informative, local, dependable. Hello, this is Mary with Howard Young Flooring. Shopping for flooring can be a little overwhelming. At Howard Young Flooring, we are here to help you any way we can and answer any questions you may have so that you can make knowledgeable decisions. We understand the importance of each and every customer and would like to thank you for allowing us into your homes. For those we have not met, we hope to see you soon. Visit us today at 4333 Avalon Boulevard in Milton. We look forward to covering your future. Join Travis Thompson with Climatech of Professional Air, an American standard heating and air conditioning independent customer care dealer in the Pensacola area on the Pensacola Expert Panel today at 930. Join in as Travis discusses how you can lower your energy bill and create a healthy, comfortable home. Join him today at 930 on the Pensacola Expert Panel. The Pensacola Expert Panel, 9 to 11 weekdays on News Radio 92.3 AM 1620. News Radio Pensacola has you covered no matter where you are or how you like to listen. Tune into our frequencies on 92.3 FM, 95.3 FM, and AM 1620 for the latest breaking news, local updates, and in-depth analysis. Can't be near a radio? No problem. Stream us live on our website or through our convenient app. Available for download on your mobile device. Plus, with our smart device integration, you can ask your virtual assistant to play News Radio 92.3, and we'll be right there with you. It's News Radio Pensacola. Good morning, Pensacola. Andrew McKay and the Pensacola Morning News starts right now. have a law that doesn't restrict. Every law restricts something. Every regulation restricts something. But if you're right, and that's clear on the face of the proposal, what are we to do about it? Strike it down and not allow it because that cannot go on the ballot to substantially alter the functions particularly of not just one, but of all three branches of government. This is in the abortion hearing yesterday and on the amendment proposed that would allow enshrine in the Constitution a right to get an abortion at any point up to viability for any reason whatsoever and after viability on anything you can get a health care provider to declare a health issue for a woman even up to and including the time of birth. That's what the proposal is. Now, it's uh, very misleadingly sort of titled because, what? in fact, this is one of the arguments that came up, not in the oral arguments so much, but in the, well, I mean, they did talk about it a little bit toward the end, but um, amendment to limit government interference with abortion. It, I mean, it really, it's a constitutional right to abortion is what it's establishing. So this makes it sound like, oh, we're just stopping bad government. I mean, that's biased language. I don't think that's going to be enough to disqualify the amendment, frankly, but, you know, it certainly is. But you had John Curiel here asking Matt Staver, John Curiel on the, on the um, Florida State Supreme Court, asking Matt Staver of um, uh, Liberty Council and Flor Florida Voters Against Extremism, saying, 
it's so sweeping, you can't allow it on the ballot. You know, that's that's why we have to strike it down. And um, the follow-up to that is, well, okay, you're saying that we can't have something on the books that says no law shall restrict some kind of a right. And he says, yeah. And Charles Kennedy says, um, we already have one of those in the Constitution related to f- free speech. We've got a provision in the Constitution now that says no law shall be passed to restrain or abridge the liberty of speech or of the press. Now, if somehow we had o- that had been omitted and we were faced with um, an initiative to add such language, it sounds like to me your argument would be to say that we'd have to strike that too. Yeah, well, there's See, what he's getting at is one of the arguments made by the opponents of this proposition is it's so sweeping in its language that no law shall restrict, prohibit, right? Okay. You can't allow anything like that in the Constitution. And what Kennedy says is we already have one like that in the Constitution related to free speech. Are you telling me that if the current constitutional protection on free speech were to come up as a ballot initiative, we'd have to strike it down for being ineligible? What? Yeah, well, there's four ways. How how is that substantially different? Because there's four ways to amend the Constitution, and uh, Section 3 of Article 11 is the only one that has the single subject. The other three ways, the convention, the... But you're saying that if that were actually up in an initiative, we didn't have it in the Constitution, and it was proposed in an initiative, we would have to strike it under the principles you're articulating. I'm saying that that would be a very close call. (laughs) Because he realizes... Oh, I can't just say yes or I make myself sound stupid. But yeah, it's, he he's brought up a dumb argument and the justice pointed it out, which is what justices are supposed to do. They're supposed to point out that you're making a dumb argument. Now, the closest that you get to something substantial, I think, has to do with well, the, the title is kind of an interesting one. But Matt Staver says, look. People don't understand the sweeping scope of this. You wouldn't even be able to make neutral regulations about even just health safety in a facility that performs abortions. Here, it's not just this. It's no law shall restrict, penalize, prohibit, or delay. Those are all four different kinds of categories of restrictions. And it puts it all together in one. So it not only disables the legislature, but the executive with the Agency for Healthcare Administration, they can't do any remedy or regulation with regards to medical practitioners or licensing. And that's actually a fair concern, is that you wouldn't have any ability to regulate abortion whatsoever, even just bland medical requirements of the facility or something like this. And that kind of came up with the other side as well. Courtney Brewer, she was arguing for the amendment, and they asked her that question, and she says, you know, I eh. is it your position that the, a reasonable voter would understand that this does away with all existing regulation of uh, where an abortion can be performed, for example, because the plain effect of the text, say your opponents say, I think, you know, could say a reasonable reader of this language is indeed quite sweeping and might have that effect. Your Honor, the plain language does not say anything about, uh, it does not limit the state in its ability to regulate health care. Well, but it does. See, here I disagree with you. Exactly. The the language says you can't delay an abortion. Well, causing someone to go to a licensed clinic might be a delay as opposed to, 
I don't know, using some abortive fashion at home, right? And even though the amendment specifically says parental notification will not be affected by this, clearly requiring parental notification is a form of delay. No, that's why they had to include that. But parental consent, which is currently a requirement in Florida law, would go away, and the amendment does not say that in its description. There's all kinds of things that would go away under this, including all regulations. And I am glad he asked this question because John Curiel got it right, and she was getting it wrong, that any regulation is a form of delay. Therefore, it would be ineligible under this rule. There is no contention that the neutrally, neutral, generally applicable health and safety regulations are going to prohibit, penalize, delay, or restrict abortions. Delay and, and restrict. not be prohibited by oh, this but, amendment. But, but we have, you know, maybe 50 years of abortion jurisprudence where so much of the fight was about delay or restrict when it was about, you know, regulation. Right. So right. I'm not sure here. I think your intent is peeking in in a way that you just said was not acceptable. So is that going to disqualify it? No. And I'll tell you why in just a second. Jake's got our traffic on the fives. Well, we're not looking too bad on the roadways this morning. I do have some slowdown from a construction zone. That's going to be 98 eastbound uh, going into Winhaven Beach, uh, probably right between uh, the Winhaven Animal Hospital and uh, the light at the McDonald's at Parish Boulevard. It's going to be real slow going in that area from a construction zone. Other than that, I'm not seeing anything on the roadways here. I-10 and I-110 checking in clear. 98 through uh, Gulf Breeze is flowing smoothly, and I'm not seeing any accidents on Highway 90 coming out of Milton through Pace this morning. If you do see anything out there slowing us down, let us know. 437-1620. I'm Jake Walker, Traffic on the Fives. Thanks so much, Jake. So the issue here about whether it's going to sweep away every form of regulation or restriction on abortion um, that's not, it doesn't matter for the Supreme Court's question. The Supreme Court is only supposed to decide, is the summary accurate of the effect of the initiative? Is it a single subject? And if yes and yes, they're done. No matter how sweeping it is, that's not the point. Even if it does do away with, even if the regulation, even if the new proposed amendment would make it so ACA had no say, like they couldn't shut down the abortion clinic in Pensacola, for example, because they have no authority to restrict access to abortion. Theoretically, that would be an impact had this been in place when that abortion clinic got shut down for healthcare related reasons, right? You could make the argument that that could not have been done if this amendment existed. But that's not going to prevent the amendment from going on the ballot because that's a policy question the voters have to decide. That's not a single subject rule or a deception issue. And so that's just not up for discussion. Now, one of the things that they did talk a fair bit about was whether the summary was accurate whether the summary and even the title are misleading or not if i were writing the summary of this i would have written it differently what it says is no law shall prohibit penalize delay or restrict abortion before viability or when necessary to protect the patient's health as determined by the patient's health care provider this amendment does not change the legislature's constitutional authority to require notification to a parent or guardian before a minor has an abortion that's the full summary I would have said it just a little bit differently. I would have said no Florida law. That would have clarified every law. But also, no law shall prohibit, penalize, delay, or restrict abortion before viability or when necessary to protect the patient's health after viability. Because I think that's not all that clear in the way it's written, and that would have made it clear. Also, I would have added a phrase, it would eliminate the need for parental consent before a minor gets an abortion, which is true. It would eliminate that. And that's omitted. And that's why the one place where you might see the Supreme Court, if they are going to strike this down um, and, and say that it can't go on the ballot, the one place that you might see it 
is on the Carlos Muniz, who's the Supreme Court um, uh, Chief Justice. This issue of what it doesn't say, what it leaves out in the summary. No, this amendment is actually very, very broad. It's unambiguously broad. I don't think the, the ballot summary adequately discloses that potentiality. That's Nathan Forster arguing against it, and then you're going to get uh, Carlos Muniz here in a minute. Some voters may suss it out. Other voters will not. And the That's failure just not, I mean, the you know, prohibit, penalize, delay, restrict. I mean, I think it's pretty obvious that this is, tr- you know, there's going to be debates about what are the gaps and what can the legislature do, but it's pretty obvious that this is, uh, you know, a pretty... Uh, aggressive, comprehensive approach to dealing with with this issue. And, and if it were to, you know, the voters can kind of argue about whether, you know, they want something more nuanced than that. I mean, it it just doesn't seem like this is really trying to be deceptive. I mean, I, as you as I've asked through my questions, I think there may be a problem with what it doesn't disclose. But I mean, it's pretty self-evidently broad. He's right. The The people who are arguing it shouldn't be on the ballot are saying that People can't understand what it says. They can. It's clear. It's enormous. It would massively change the way abortion is handled in the state of Florida in a horrible way, my opinion. But it's not unclear. It's not a double subject. It's not misleading. It, it, it's going to be up to the voters to decide. So I think that unless Carlos Muniz persuades the rest of the court that there's something missing in the summary that is crucial for the voters to actually understand what the initiative does, they're going to let this stand. I wouldn't be that surprised if it's a 7-0 ruling, frankly. The people of Florida aren't stupid. I mean, they can figure this out. I think there may be a problem as to what it doesn't say. Again, that's kind of the point, is that they're going to have to trust the voters with this thing. Now, there was a kind of a discussion back and forth occasionally about they didn't use all their words. You know, they had 75 words to use in the summer, and they only used 49, and that left out some key components. And I only play this for the sake of reminding you that even when we're talking about big, serious, difficult subjects— there's most of your, you know, your Supreme Courts, whether it's U.S. Supreme Court or, you know, state Supreme Courts or district courts, judges will find a way to be funny when they can to lighten the mood a little bit. And I always kind of appreciate that. 75 words is what they had. They used 49. They could have done a lot more in that particular ballot summary than they did. But with regard to very unusual the... for this court to punish a party for brevity. <laughs> no, that's true. A briefs are no longer really briefs. Oh, uh, your your joke was second tier. <laughs> the first joke was funny. We don't normally punish people for brevity. 622 on News Radio 923, informative, local, dependable. I'm Andrew McKay. Hi, I'm Billy Anderson with Anderson Subaru in Pensacola. Your road to adventure starts with the 2024 Subaru Outback and the 2024 Subaru Forester. Both come standard with symmetrical all-wheel drive for confidence along the way. The Subaru Outback, according to Kelly Blue Book, is one of the best family cars of 2023. And according to Auto Trader and my good friend Max here, the Subaru Forester is one of the 2023 best cars for dog lovers. For information on all the awards and accolades from Kelly Blue Book and Auto Trader on the Subaru brand, the Subaru Outback and the Subaru Forester, visit kellybluebookkbb.com and autotrader.com. Whether you're a Forester family or an Outback family, your road to adventure starts in a Subaru from Anderson Subaru. Go where love takes you. Anderson Subaru, Highway 29, just north of Car City, Pensacola, online at andersonsubaru.com. Anderson's got a Subaru for you. Kelly Blue Book is a registered trademark of Kelly Blue Book Company, Incorporated. Auto Trader is a registered trademark and used with permission. 
The Port of Pensacola is more than just a name. It's a powerhouse of economic opportunities, a strategic location that sparks growth and prosperity, contributing significantly to the local and regional economy with 23 incredible businesses that call this port home. Big names like C-Max Materials, GE Wind Energy, and soon the prestigious American Magic Sailing Team. Since 1754, the Port of Pensacola has been the driving force behind Northwest Florida's economic success. Explore more at portofpensacola.com. Stillwater's Day and Medical Spa is here to help take the pressure off of you finding the perfect Valentine's Day gift this year. Share your love this Valentine's with a gift of renewal and relaxation at Stillwater's Day and Medical Spa. Stillwater's offers a variety of spa treatments, including facials, massages, spa pedicures, and more. Valentine's Day gift certificates can be purchased online at stillwatersmetspa.com or in person at the spa located in downtown Pensacola. Stillwater's Day and Medical Spa, Pensacola's world-class luxury spa. Hey, Joe Montana here. Back in my football days, I knew the importance of a strong defense. Now I'm sharing how you can help defend your health against pneumococcal pneumonia, a bacterial lung disease that can be life-threatening. If you're 65 or older or 19 or older with certain chronic conditions like diabetes or asthma, you're at increased risk. Talk to your doctor or pharmacist about vaccination and learn more at knowpneumonia.com. That's K-N-O-W pneumonia.com. Sponsored by Pfizer. The cooler weather in Pensacola is a great time of the year for gardening, whether it's planting roses, planting shrubs and trees and cool weather color, and of course, planning for spring. This is Mike Wiggins. If you've got gardening questions, we've got answers on the News Radio Garden Line every Tuesday morning at 9 on the Pensacola Expert Panel. And if you miss us on Tuesdays, then catch the Encore Edition every Saturday morning at 9. Sponsored by Pensacola Hardware, Blue Sky Landscaping, and Barnes Feed Store. Wrap up your day with all of the national, state, local sports and entertainment news with Pensacola right now with Joe and Austin on News Radio 92.3. There is a building. Inside this building, there is a level where no elevator can go and no stair can reach. Morning, 626 News Radio 92.3. I'm Andrew McKay. It's been School of Morning News. Happy Thursday to you. Lots of things happening today in the news. We've got the Escambia County Commission meeting where they're going to talk about, you know, lifeguard towers and whether to reapprove Deanna Oleski as the medical examiner. That might be a popcorn moment. Um, <laughs> of course, it could be nothing. Um, authorizing a new subdivision in the area west of Lanier, north of Creighton, where they're building all kinds of stuff. All It's like maybe a I don't know, 50 to 100 new homes in there already, and they're adding 53 new townhomes. It's just it's fascinating how that little enclave of North uh, Pensacola City has just kind of exploded. I guess it's in the county, actually, has exploded recently. Uh, anyway, Santa Rosa County, we're going to talk about flags. Maybe other things. We'll see. Uh, <laughs> a lot of stuff, plus the Trump Supreme Court hearing. All kinds of stuff going on today. Jake's got traffic on the fives. Jake? All right. The only slowdown I'm seeing this morning is Highway 98 eastbound. That's getting into Winhaven Beach area. We have a construction zone there that's going to slow things down starting around the uh, Winhaven Animal Hospital, stretching up to almost the Waffle House. If you see anything else out there, you can always let us know on our traffic tip line. That's 437-1620. I'm Jake Walker with Traffic on the Fives. Thanks so much, Jake. Steve Taylor is in the newsroom this morning with our headlines. Steve? Well, good morning. A search and rescue operation is underway to find five missing Marines 
after the downed helicopter was found in California. The third Marine aircraft wing said the copter was discovered yesterday about 40 miles east of San Diego. The helicopter was being used in a training flight when it was reported overdue. The Senate will try again today to pass an aid package for Israel and the Ukraine. Senate Republicans blocked a foreign aid package on Wednesday because it was part of a uh, border security bill they claimed wouldn't do enough to crack down on illegal migrants. Gamblers now have the opportunity to mix sports and politics. Bet Online Marketplace off- is offering a variety of politically charged Super Bowl bets before the big game on Sunday. Some of the most popular bets include a 10 to 1 odds that Taylor Swift will endorse President Biden after the Chiefs win the game. If more people watch the Super Bowl or vote in the 2024 election, if Usher would say Biden's name during his performance, and if any jokes about either Biden or Trump are made in commercials during the game. Ten to one odds. I guess the uh, the conspiracy nuts who think that this is all a rigged thing in order to facilitate this Democrat plot, yeah. and that their relationship is all a fabrication. To fac- I mean, my God, people. Uh, anyway, Steve, <laughs> thanks so much for the update. Six twenty eight on News Radio ninety two three. Oh, um, I feel dumb. I, I, you know, sometimes in the spur of the moment, you can't quite get the math right on something. We were talking yesterday uh, during the. Uh, de-docking from the space station of whether this returning capsule would be, even though it comes down in Daytona or, you know, East Coast, um, whether it would be visible to us or whether we might hear the sonic boom. And I was telling my wife about this. She's like, what makes you think we'd hear that from so so far away? And I'm like, oh, well, let me do the math. Okay, so 400 miles-ish, and then it's about 20 miles. Yeah, you're right. 20 miles up and 400 miles away. We're not going (laughs) to probably hear that. But I actually checked with a local expert. I checked with my good friend Lewis Arrear, uh, the you know science teacher up at uh, Ransom, and I, I texted him. I said, "I'm probably st- going to sound stupid, but we're not going to see you here." This is like, no. <laughs> okay, all right, bummer. Uh, five to six twenty nine here on News Radio ninety two three. We do have lots of cool stuff coming up this weekend and next week. We got Fat Tuesday. Uh, Pensacola Mardi Gras comes up next Tuesday, 11 a.m. at Seville Quarter. Of course, that's a big, t- big fun time. Uh, crawfish boil, Cajun food trucks, lots of dancing and partying. I mean, Seville Quarter is going to be fun. Uh, we've also got the Pensacola Grand Mardi Gras Parade comes up 2 o'clock on Saturday. And the night parade comes up 7 o'clock uh, tomorrow night. All kinds of fun things going on. And the Big Brothers, Big Sisters, Big Gala 2024 at the Hilton on the 24th. You can get sponsorship information or tickets at NewsRadio923.com. What do you have coming up, Steve? I have one story, followed by another story, and then the weather. That'll come up after Fox News. Fox News. I'm Chris Foster. Supreme Court hears arguments today in a Colorado case about whether former President Trump can be banned from the ballot over his role in the Capitol riot. We'll hear a lot about a key provision of the 14th Amendment, specifically Section 3, that bars those from holding federal office in the future who engaged in insurrection while an officer of the United States, something put in place after the Civil War to keep Confederates from running for federal office. The question is whether it specifically applies to the president and his conduct in office. Fox's David Spun, author Marianne Williamson, ends her campaign against President Biden for the Democrats' presidential nomination. This one campaign is over now, but that larger arc of American history, it goes on. And it is my deepest hope that we in some way contributed to that larger story. America's listening to Fox News.
Good morning. It's 631, 46 degrees and partly cloudy right now. I'm Steve Taylor for News Radio Pensacola. From a record-breaking flag in Santa Rosa County or buying more than 400 acres of land off Shoal River in Okaloosa County or the Chappie James Memorial Plaza in Pensacola, county and city leaders say these projects will help boost tourism and want tourists, not the taxpayers, to foot the bill through the tourism tax money. But you may be asking, where do those tourism funds come from? Well, UWF economics professor Dr. Richard Hawkins says most people think it comes from hotels. It applies to a lot of condominium rentals. It can apply to snowbirds depending on how long they stay. Santa Rosa, Okaloosa, and Escambia counties have all have a TDT rate at 5%, but Dr. Hawkins says the money collected from the TDT can only be used for a few certain things. Kind of three classes of uses. They can be used to promote tourism. They can be used for certain infrastructure, like certain um, sports facilities. And then the third thing is that they can be used for beach renourishment. What the money is spent on comes down to the county commissioners with some input from tourism development councils. The Pensacola woman who doused a a convenience store clerk with gasoline and set her on fire will spend the rest of her life in prison. News Radio's Joe Ford has more. State Attorney Ginger Madden says that Betty Jean McFadden was convicted of attempted first-degree murder. The incident happened back on March 30th of 2022 at the Circle K on North W Street. At the time, investigators say McFadden was told earlier in the day that she wasn't allowed to panhandle outside of the gas station. She left and returned with a gas can. The victim suffered life-threatening injuries but thankfully survived. Joe Ford, News Radio 92.3. The Florida Supreme Court has until April 1st to either approve or reject the proposed ballot referendum on abortion rights in Florida. Yesterday, the, ju- the justices heard arguments from both sides. The state of Florida believes the proposed language is too vague and intentionally misleading. It promises that after the amendment, quote, no law shall prohibit, penalize, delay, or restrict abortion in either of two circumstances before viability or when necessary to protect the patient's health. And in point of fact, federal law, the Partial Birth Abortion Ban Act, already does restrict abortion in both these circumstances and would continue to do so. The group Floridians Protecting Freedom has already collected the amount of signatures necessary. If approved, it would appear on November's ballot as Amendment 4. Let's check our forecast from Channel 3. This is meteorologist Brooke Richardson with your first morning weather update. We will have partly cloudy skies today with a high near 65 degrees. Overnight tonight, temperatures dropping near 56. For Friday, small chance of rain, mostly cloudy skies, high near 68. Friday night, temperatures dropping near 60 degrees. We'll have a small chance of rain on Saturday, 30% chance of a stray shower, high near 70 degrees. And Saturday night, temperatures dropping near 60. Stay connected to Channel 3 News First Morning Weather Team. Download the WEAR-TV weather app. This is Brooke Richardson from the First Morning Weather Center. Thanks, Brooke. Right now, let's check in with Jake for traffic on the fives. Well, we're not looking too bad around town this morning. Uh, our major slowdown is going to be 98 eastbound heading into Winhaven Beach, starting at around the Walmart in Navarre, stretching all the way up to the McDonald's at Parish Boulevard uh, before you get into Mary Esther. That's going to be a little bit slow due to a construction zone this morning. Otherwise, around town, I-10 and I-110 are checking in at posted speeds. Highway 98 westbound through Gulf Breeze is looking good this morning. And uh, Highway 90 coming out of Milton through Pace is clear. If you see anything out there this morning slowing you down, let us know about it. 437-1620, call or text. I'm Jake Walker with Traffic on the Fives. Thanks, Jake. Right now, 47 degrees in Pensacola, 48 in Gulf Breeze, and 42 in Milton at 635. Next news is 7, breaking news anytime. I'm Steve Taylor for News Radio Pensacola. Informative, local, dependable.
I'm Nicole Murray with Your Money Now. The lawsuit filed against Boeing for last month's mid-flight blowout has expanded. The attorney representing the 22 passengers revealed a new allegation that customers on a prior flight of the aircraft heard a whistling sound near the faulty door plug. The airline staff was allegedly notified. The original lawsuit includes allegations of emotional and physical injuries, along with severe stress, anxiety, trauma, and hearing damage. Consumer Reports is urging General Mills to reduce plastic chemicals in its prepackaged foods. The advocacy group found concerning levels of phthalates in several of its products, including Annie's Organic Cheesy Ravioli, Cheerios Original, and Green Giant Cream Style Sweet Corn. Studies have linked these plastic chemicals to adverse health outcomes such as heart disease and obesity. Consumer Reports has launched a petition. Futures are slightly lower. The S&P 500 sits just above that 5,000 level that's your money now three thousand dollars to fix my transmission five thousand to replace the engine you can't avoid breakdowns but with coverage x no more ridiculous repair bills transmission engine electronics coverage x's vehicle protection plan has you covered with budget-friendly flexible month-to-month plans call 800-875-9695 or coveragex.com with coverage x unavoidable unaffordable car repair bills are covered visit coveragex.com or 800-875-9695 800-875-9695 Valentine's Day is here. This year, give the ultimate gift. Name a star after your sweetheart. This is Rocky Moselle with International Star Registry. For 45 years, we've named millions of stars for celebrities, dignitaries, and individuals worldwide. For $59 and a call to 800-282-3333 or visit starregistry.com, you can give the most memorable gift. The star you name will be recorded in book form in the U.S. Copyright Office. Visit starregistry.com or call 800-282-3333. Remember when washing machines were made in America, were solidly built, and actually got your clothes clean? They aren't a thing of the past. They are Speed Queen, and they are available at Topps Appliance. Speed Queen washer and dryers combine durability and technology into the best washers and dryers in the world. Speed Queen will change the way you think about washing machines. They're built to last longer and deliver exceptional wash results. Unlike many other washers and dryers with plastic parts, Speed Queen uses commercial-grade steel and porcelain components designed to give you at least 25 years of reliable, trouble-free operation. That's why they come with lifetime warranties, the best warranties in the business. See store for warranty details. Speed Queen washers and dryers are built to work and built to last. If you want durability, innovation, and perfectly done laundry the first time, then you want Speed Queen. See these great Speed Queen washers and dryers for yourself at Topps Appliance on Highway 90 in Milton, just east of Stewart Street. Pep Talk? What's Pep Talk? It's the Pensacola Expert Panel. Experts? Experts in real estate? Yes, that's us, Angela. We are the Pep Talk for real estate. What will we talk about, Will? We'll talk about the real estate industry. Well, we don't just want to answer our own questions. We want to answer the listeners' questions. Tune in today at 1030 and we'll talk about real estate. And whatever real estate questions you have. The Pensacola Expert Panel on News Radio 92.3 and AM 1620. Text or call with your questions. 850-437-1620. 
Are you hungry for news that keeps you informed, is local and dependable? Look no further than News Radio Pensacola on 92.3, 95.3, and on AM 1620. We're your trusted source for all the latest happenings in the Emerald Coast. From breaking news to in-depth reports, we've got you covered. Our team of experienced journalists brings you the stories that matter most to our community. Stay connected with local events, weather updates, and traffic reports, ensuring you're always one step ahead. We're News Radio Pensacola, informative, local, dependable. Say, but now we're up in the big leaves. My dirty, it's our turn, ever. And just as long as we live it, it's lunatic's breath. It ain't nothing wrong with that. Oh, well, you should see me now. I'm eating Wheaties now. I gotta be honest with you, I would not have pegged that as Wes Moreno's music. I, w- <laughs> I would not have identified Nelly sampling the Jeffersons, but I love it. Wes Moreno, he is the Escambia County Administrator, and I asked him right before we came on the air, I said, I know we always play the Run DMC. Are you good with that? He's like, well, what about this? What about, you know, Nelly batter up? I'm like, okay. <laughs> Wes, I have you as a classic rock guy in my head. Where'd I go wrong? Man, I listen to, I listen to everything. Classic rock, country, uh, 90s rock. I, I listen to everything almost. Oh, man, I love it. I love it. Well, we have, a, man, a huge agenda, and I wish all we had was the agenda for today because there's a lot of stuff on there that's worth talking about. But obviously, we got to talk about this letter, this ask for a vote of no confidence by the EMS union and a long litany of complaints that they are raising against the chief and the deputy chief. And, um, you know, I I read the response that you all gave. And before we get into some of the particulars, I did want to give you a chance to just, you know, your response. You're the county administrator. uh, He works for you. Ultimately, your response to the letter. Well, you know, I read the letter. I read it a couple of times. And so I've, I've been chewing on a little bit and we're going to dive in over there at EMS and get to the bottom of, of a few things. Uh, I'll say this, I, I, there seems to be a certain shift over there that seems to be not happy to put it, uh, to put it lightly. But you know, when you have uh, over, over 120 something positions and you've got 99% of 16 people, well, okay, that puts it in context first and foremost. Uh, but that doesn't mean that we don't need to look into it and, and look into some things and see are there things we can do better and see just really what the issues are. I will say this, uh, you know, there is a, a contingency of folks, some of them former employees. Uh, just yes, or day before yesterday, I was on the phone with Eric, and uh, one of the super, EMS supervisors had gotten a call from his wife, and she's in tears because one of these former employees was sending her such hateful text messages and I said, call the sheriff's department. I, I don't know what to do with them. Call the sheriff's department. I, you know, that, that's just that's just crazy. That that makes no sense. Now. And it's it really makes you wonder what what your real motivation is. And but, you know, we got another former employee over there. <laughs> you know, he's got thirty over thirty seven thousand dollars in back child support, and he owes us over six thousand dollars because he flunked out of paramedic school. I mean, there's just things in the contingency of people over there that, quite honestly. They're of low character, and but that doesn't mean we can't improve. Maybe we will improve some things. Well, one but I'm going to get to the bottom of it. I have, and, I have a couple of follow-up questions, and I, you know, I just because I take the I take the complaints seriously, and I take the concerns that a lot of us have about it. And you and I have talked so many times about EMS. I mean, we know that there's problems historically. Okay, one of the allegations is that under Chief Torcell, there's been a hundred or so EMTs and paramedics quit. Is that true? That's not the right number. <clears throat> I don't. Uh, I believe it's more. It's more like forty, maybe fifty. Some of them, we just had two resign the other day because one 
both of them are re- relocating. To, I think one to Texas, and I forget where the other one's going. But you know, some of these things uh, happen, and some of them are have been disciplinary. And I, I'm not going to call a name to start start going down the list, but I mean things happen, and, and things things when you when you try to change a culture in a place, there's always going to be resistance, and you don't change the culture in a, in a couple of years. It takes a little bit. The thing that I don't believe he gets credit for is, uh, you know, we've increased wages significantly in EMS. They're making more money than they've ever made. Additionally, uh, there's 18 new positions in this year's budget. That's his plan. He brought that to me. As a matter of fact, when I first stepped in, he, he started about the same time I stepped into this role as administrator. And uh, in the, the Santa Rosa, the lifeguard was sniping our employees. They said, I'm not going to have that. I said, what do we do? He laid the plan out, and we started working the plan. I met with Eric and Chief and uh, Chief Torsell and Fire Chief Adam Harrison just last week, last Wednesday, I believe it was. And, you know, we're talking about positions. We're talking about improvements. Uh, we got our first eight of 16 ambulances will be here hopefully by the end of the month. Uh, and then we got the other eight that are in, in build mode. They're building them now. I mean, some of these things take time. And, you know, I'm not saying I'm not saying everything's perfect. I don't have a perfect department anywhere. There's always improvements that can be made. And we're going to make the improvements. And uh, I'm going to go over there, and I'm going to spend some time over there, and I'm, I'm going to start asking questions, and we're going to dig into it, and we'll get to the bottom of it. And um, the, the one you – know, if there, if no, no, no. I just uh, the, the one thing that that concerns me particularly over. I, I was looking yesterday at the last month and a half or so's worth of um, you know holding calls reports, and of course this is a problem that you and I have talked about a lot. I know there's it's a complex issue with a lot of different factors, allocation of resources, availability mm-hmm. of personnel, availability of trucks, hospitals telling us to hold the wall, all of that. I get all that, but coming out of COVID, what you and I talked many times about is more people, more trucks. And coming out of COVID with the frivolous calls for COVID, we should be able to get better. And when I look at the numbers on hold calls, it doesn't seem that we're getting better. In fact, in the last couple of weeks' worth of director's reports, here's the pattern. Instead of even reporting how many calls we're holding on a given day anymore, they've just taken to the blanket statement, there was no 24-hour period where we weren't holding calls, meaning we're not always holding, but we're holding frequently enough that it doesn't even make sense to break down. And then the most recent director's report says we're not even going to report these anymore because we realize that we have to come up with a new system for reporting it because it makes it seem like we're always holding. And we like, that's almost a, we're not even going to have the flow of information anymore. That sounds really bad to me as a citizen. Well, we're going to be transparent, Andrew. Uh, you know, I, I haven't seen this week's report. Honestly, I haven't read it. I've had some other things going on. But, I believe it. Uh, yeah, we're going to be, we're going to be transparent and we're going to, again, we're going to make the improvements that need to be made. If it's legitimate concerns, and then I'll, like I'm going to dig into it. If it's legitimate, we'll address it. Uh, some of the statements in that letter are very general, very vague. Uh, you know, I don't do well with general, vague statements. Give me examples. On this day, at this time, this, 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 this. I mean, anybody can make general, vague statements, and especially they're going to word them to, to, to want to form them to meet their narrative. But do we have, again, do we have improvements? Absolutely, we have improvements that could be made. Do I want people to get off at the end of their shift on time? Absolutely, I want them to get off on, at the end of their shift on time. 
And I think some of those things we can work on. Um, you know, we, again, it's, I'm going to be over there, and we're going to get into it, and we're going to, we're going to do what we do. All right. Well, I look forward to. I mean, obviously, I want the best, and certainly, I know our first responders. It's always a. I support them all. I want them to be happy, and if they're very unhappy, I want to figure out if that's something that can be fixed, or if it's the people themselves that need to be fixed. I don't know. That's the problem, right? But that's where we're at. Um, we're talking to Wes Moreno. He's the Escambia County Administrator. We'll get to the agenda here in just a second. Meanwhile, Jake has a quick traffic on the fives. I'm not seeing any major slowdowns or accidents to report this morning. A little bit of slow traffic from Construction Zone. That's 98 eastbound, headed into Winhaven Beach. Uh, other than that, we're looking great. If you see anything out there, let us know. 437-1620. I'm Jake Walker, Traffic on the Fives. Thanks so much, Jake. Um, question for you about the lifeguard towers. Uh, I fully support, if the county is going to have access to the beaches, we got to have guards. I mean, that makes all the sense in the world to me. I don't mind the allocation of money. It all makes sense. My question is, where are you going to find lifeguards to staff these towers? Because we don't exactly have a surplus of available, of-age lifeguards. That That's not a problem we have. We have a shortage, typically, is my understanding. Yeah, well, we're going to do what we do. We're going to, you know, we're going to advertise. We're going to recruit and go to the, the your seniors in high school, your young college students, and and up. And uh, we're we're going to recruit. We'll just we'll do what we do. And then if we need to shift resources, rotate resources within uh, water safety. That's what we'll do. But you know, the, the initiative's there, and we'll 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 meet the we'll meet the initiative one way or the other. OLF8, we now have not just the improved offer from Fred Hammer, but a second offer on the table, right? Yeah, we get, we received another letter this week, um, and the board talked about it this morning. Uh, they both, uh, you know, the second letter, uh, that, that's not their first letter they've sent. They've kind of been engaged from a distance, if you will, uh, since, since we started talking about selling OLF8. But we'll see where the board wants to go. You know, those things that uh, due diligence, time to do the time for due diligence. Of course, always the the, the price, price per acre, uh, the time to get to closing, earnest money. When does it go hard? How well are you going to uh, adhere to the master plan overlay? Uh, your vision. You know, you're going to do the town center. Are you really going to adhere to the master plan? All of those things are, are important as we move forward, and uh, the board should have a robust discussion this morning. I would think. We are down a commissioner, obviously, because Commissioner Bender is no longer on the board. He's moved over to be the supervisor of elections. We're waiting on the governor's office. Um, two questions. Have you been involved at all in this process? Do you have any time frame from the governor's office of when we can expect? And do you even know anything about any kind of lists or who's been proposed for that? Uh, I'm, I'm not heard, personally, I've not heard from the governor's office. I don't know what the time frame is. If it's going to, you know, it might be sooner rather than later. It might be later rather than sooner. I'm not sure. <laughs> okay. Uh, myself and Allison have met with Buck Mitchell last Friday. And, you know, he's just going to come in and ask a few questions and kind of get how we're moving as a county and, and operations and some things. And I believe uh, Walker Wilson has requested some time with Allison. And those are the two we've heard from. But as far as... Uh, I don't know. We'll just see how the governor moves. But until then, we'll just keep driving forward. The uh, Delta Concrete Crushing Facility, theoretically, we're going to have a final decision today. Is that what you expect? That is what I expect, yes. 
man, it'd be nice to be done with the issue because <laughs> I just feel like yes, they've been in limbo be. for so long and, you know, residents have been asking questions and we'd keep pushing this thing down the road. So I'd love to get an answer on this. Um, also, one thing just people may not be aware of is, do I read this right, that the SRIA representative by statute had to leave when Bender left? Uh, Derek Green resigned from the Marine Advisory Committee, but all the other committee appointees are going to stay pending whoever gets put in as the new person wanting to keep them as well, right? Yeah, that's you're exactly correct. Okay. Yeah, that's right. Uh, the Perdido Bay boat ramp, um, how close is that to being open? Because <laughs> I, my wife, I had made the mistake. I had made the mistake of thinking that the ribbon, it was going to be a ribbon cutting, not a groundbreaking back in January. And so I was like, well, we should, we were driving past her there and we should go look at it. And I go in and I'm like, oh, we're not supposed to be in here. <laughs> this is a construction zone still. <laughs> but I did manage to glimpse that it's like, it looks almost done. It is almost done. Um, by invoicing, we're about 85% complete. I think we're probably, in reality, a little bit more than that. But we think we will we'll be open and ready uh, by the end of March at least. And coming into spring, we'll be ready for that amenity to open up. And it'll be a great amenity. It's been a lot of hard work and a lot of drive to get to this point. So, again, just another another good project that's moving forward. And also by the end of March, we think we're going to open the Beulah Firehouse. That's another good project. Oh, okay. That's moving. I went into, and toured that the other day. And uh, it's just an impressive facility. And I think uh, two two. Two large projects are going to be come to fruition and completion by the, by the end of March. The discussion about Deanna Oleski and, and supporting her reappointment by the governor that'll come up this summer is that that's kind of a formality. I mean, I know there's been a lot of stuff around this relationship, but do you expect the board to support that, or do I mean, what? What do you think? I I'm, I don't know honestly. Uh, it kind of caught us off guard. It's a it's a, something that there's a, I, my understanding is a committee that makes recommendations to the governor's office. Okay. And I, it's not something we pursued. It's just something the deadline is by February the uh, 23rd, which is the day after our next meeting. So we put it on this agenda. Uh, we received it, I think. I think the letter's dated January 23rd. But uh, so, I, I, you know, it's kind of a simplistic thing. Yes, no, or no opinion, or something like that. <laughs> right. So, and I, and quite honestly, I don't know how much weight it really pulls. Uh, but we'll see what the board wants to do. I, I'm not really sure. And uh, last thing, just because they're coming up pretty soon, is we have two town halls on the agenda for District 5, Stephen Barry, and for Michael Kohler, District 2, right? Coming up, what, next week, I think, and maybe the week after is the other one? Yeah, that's right. That's right. Two town halls. And, you know, those, those, they're good. It's good for the citizens to be able to come and, and talk about their concerns or sometimes they vent or sometimes ask questions or sometimes we always try to inform of projects that are coming up or issues that are being addressed. And so, um, yeah, there'll be two, two town halls. And it, it's funny when you go to town halls because you're in District 5, yeah, the demographics different. Yeah. The issues there are different. Then they're going to be totally different than what they are in District 2. And so it's uh, they'll be interesting. I think it's I think they're good. I mean, they're time consuming us after a long day, but it's good to go meet with the citizens and, and take their input. I will give you just to put a bug in your ear. Santa Rosa County is going to do a thing where they're going to send staff and no commissioner on purpose 
to do five each district town halls about the budget to answer people's questions and explain the future of the county in terms of budget stuff. And, uh, you know, I don't think we've ever done that in Escambia County, but I thought that was an interesting idea. I really like it. And I just wanted to kind of, in case you hadn't heard they were doing that, I wanted to mention it to you as a, a maybe future kind of thing. Uh, Wes Moreno, he is Escambia County Minister. We look forward to the meeting today. As always, sir, thank you for the work. Thanks for the time answering our questions, man. I appreciate it. We'll talk to you next week. All right, Andrew. Appreciate it now. Thank you. Absolutely. 652 on News Radio 923. I'm Andrew McKay. The Pensacola Restore has your home goods and home repair needs at unbeatable prices. With discounted appliances, living and dining room furniture, mattresses, home improvement supplies, paint, flooring, plumbing, and more. They have everything you need to improve your home. 9th Avenue and Creighton Road in Pensacola. Open Tuesday through Saturday, 10 till 6. Every dollar spent helps to support Pensacola Habitat for Humanity's mission of providing affordable housing opportunities to Escambia and Santa Rosa counties. Hi, I'm Dr. Ben McMillan, and I'm a chiropractor and the owner of Neal Clinic Comprehensive Healthcare. Are you tired of covering up your pain with medications and ready to find the source of your problem and fix it? Then tune in to the Pensacola Expert Panel, live Friday mornings at 9 a.m., and I'll discuss how chiropractic care can help you. And if you miss Friday's show, you can listen to the replay Saturdays or anytime through the podcast. The Pensacola Expert Panel, 9 to 11 weekdays on News Radio 923 AM 1620. I've been collecting watches since around 2018. Uh, made my first big purchase, thinking that was going to be my only watch. When you're looking at watches and you're doing them online, or if you're in the secondary market, it can be scary because there's a lot of fakes. And I really do focus in on coming into uh, an authorized dealer like Berets for any of the Omega or Brightling purchases. They will let you try it on, take pictures, go home, think about it, and just really set your mind at ease. Come visit us at Beret Jewelers. A-R-G-O-S, Argos, go Argos! Go Argos! Hi, I am Claire Stewart with the University of West Florida. On March 2nd, UWF and local partners will present the UWF Arbor Day Market on campus. Listen in to the Pensacola Expert Panel to find out how you can participate in our native species tree giveaways, explore the campus nature trails, and learn more about planting in Northwest Florida. That's today at 9 a.m. on the Pensacola Expert Panel on News Radio 92.3. It's News Radio Pensacola on 92.3, 95.3, AM 1620, the website, the app, or your smart device. It's news on your terms. Fifteen, Florida's three sixteen, slightly above average in the wrong way. Mississippi two seventy five, California's four fifty eight. Most of the other gas prices have held steady. I won't get into the details because we're running late. Jake has traffic for us. Jake, all right, Highway ninety eight eastbound going into Winhaven. Uh, we're looking at a little bit of slow traffic there from construction zone. Otherwise, around town, we're not looking too bad. I-10 and I-110 are at posted speeds. Highway 98 westbound through Gulf Breeze is looking good. No accidents reported there. And uh, if you're headed out of Milton this morning through Pace on Highway 90, I don't see anything slowing you down. If you do see anything out there, let us know. 437-1620. I'm Jake Walker. Traffic on the fives. Thanks so much, Jake. Steve's got our quick headlines in the newsroom. Steve? Well, good morning. The U.S. Supreme Court's going to hear arguments today on whether former President 
President Trump is eligible to serve another term. The high court's going to hear a case over the Colorado Supreme Court ruling that disqualified Trump from that state's ballot. The CEOs of three major pharmaceutical companies will appear before a Senate Health Committee today to explain how much they charge for drugs and why. The heads of Johnson & Johnson, Merck, and Bristol Myers Squibb are going to face intense scrutiny from committee chair... Uh, Senator Bernie Sanders of Vermont. And in case you haven't heard enough about Taylor Swift, guess what? Here's more news. Her concert film will start streaming next month. Yesterday, Swift announced the Eras Tour movie is going to be available to stream on Disney Plus starting March 15th and includes songs from all of her L.A. tour dates. And that's what's happening. Thanks so much, Steve. And she sold one of her planes. So uh, in, in the midst of all of this hubbub over the tracking of her planes, uh, is Trump, is Supreme Court, is Supreme Court going to let him be on the ballot or disqualify him from the ballot? He'll be on the ballot. He'll be on the ballot. Yeah, I think. And uh, will they approve the flag in Santa Rosa County? Yes. 150 grand and 30 Listen grand on a year. Listen air at 92.3, so. 95.3, and AM 1620. News Radio 92.3. WNRP Golf Breeze, Milton, Pensacola.